Hi guys, welcome to You Pod. This is Sylee, and I'm Gladson, and we welcome you once again to this amazing show. Where our promise is, this is your one stop for everything you want to know about the ukulele, and we're so excited because we are six episodes down. Uh, this is our seventh episode, and this is definitely one special one you don't want to miss. If you haven't checked us out already. please make sure to go and uh, listen to all our previous episodes and um, yeah it should kind of help you with your ukulele journey we release episodes on the 1st and 15th of every month so that's a double dhamaka for all of you guys and <laughs> yep yeah. you can grab all the knowledge you need to play ukulele and we always talk about news related to ukulele events what's buzzing in the ukulele world and and we promised you something so today we finally have our first guest with us she is yes. a 23 year old dutch indian and she is a full time university student as well not to mention she is a singer songwriter and an amazing amazing finger style ukulele player she also produces music in genres like r&b lo-fi and disco uh she is also a music teacher and we are so happy to introduce you all the way from netherlands natasha ghosh uh yeah thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast in the first place and i'm yeah thrilled to also know more about you and more about the things that you're going to we're going to discuss i'm really looking forward to that absolutely i mean today's yeah. episode is all about what natasha does as musician as uh as probably one of the most prominent ukulele players from uh, the netherlands who's also as we mentioned before is indian so she has her roots over here but she's <laughs> doing amazing fantastic work over there and we've been just talking to her for about an hour before we started shooting this and we also learned that there are not many ukulele players and ukulele is kind of fresh in the netherlands and we were kind of struck because we thought it was fresh over here 8 years in the indian indian market um we're really not sure of how old it is in the netherlands but i'm sure natasha is going to help us out with everything as we keep moving forward in this um, podcast so without taking much of your time uh, make sure to put in your earphones hit the play button relax and enjoy this episode Awesome. So, uh, let's start with you know uh, how you got into music or a little bit of your musical journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So I'm 23 years old right now, and I've been making music or listening to music for as long as I can remember. So, like, it even uh, goes into funny stories that when I was three or four years old, I wouldn't eat unless there was music on. So it has always been like a very prominent role. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. So my mom always used to put on like uh, MTV and this kind of stuff. Um but when I was 13, 14, I actually started to learn actual I started with guitar actually, not even ukulele. Mm-hmm. Um and it's also funny how that started because I uh, at first I didn't like it at all. I thought it hurt my fingers. Uh, I wouldn't get be good enough and I didn't have motivation at all. So in the first month, I actually dropped it and then I thought No, I don't want to drop it because I think that in order to um 
achieve something great because I did want to make music. I, sh I should also go through the whole practice part and the whole, uh, yeah, the beginning and learning the mm -hmm. basics. So I picked it up again and then I started learning it. And um, that kind of, yeah, kind of escalated because then I searched on YouTube. Um, I met this, or I saw the videos of this guy. His name is Sanga Jung. Um, mm -hmm. Do you guys know about him? Yeah, he's the yeah, South Korean uh, fingerstyle guitarist, a legend. And I saw his videos and I fell in love with the way he was playing that fingerstyle guitar. So I also remember that moment really, really well that I looked at that screen in, at my parents' house, seeing him play this arrangement of Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to learn this. So, so what happened then is I kind of, yeah, there was not really a tutorial as such on how to play that kind of music. I also know that he was one of the first people in South Korea and Seoul to um, play that kind of fingerstyle. So there was not really a how to do it. So what I just did right. is I committed myself to watching that video, the videos over and over and listening over and over and just practicing a lot. And then for me, that opened up a whole new world of guitar playing because you know, I could, after that, I couldn't really imagine that I would not like it anymore. So I picked it up forever, basically. And um, yeah, that proceeded onwards. And then throughout the years, when I was 17, mm -hmm. um, I kind of I kind of could do fingerstyle guitar. Then I saw his ukulele videos. And that was for me really eye-opening because like you guys also just mentioned in the Netherlands, ukulele is not really that big of a thing. Mm -hmm. We do sell ukuleles, but it's not that we have a community and um, we don't have a an amazing podcast like this one. So actually in the Netherlands, it was not, I didn't have any example. <laughs> so um, when I looked at those videos, um, I saw that Sung Jung also made ukulele versions of his fingerstyle techniques. So then I picked that up, then I looked at that and then I, it was also the song, Just The Way You Are, by the way. I, I really like that song. Um, and then I just, transferred that fingerstyle guitar technique to the ukulele, just doing the same thing, but then also getting to know the sound of the ukulele. So um, yeah, different things, you know, the they're both string instruments, but not the same instrument, even though it's commonly thought that a ukulele yeah. is like a little guitar, it's not mm -hmm. the case at all. It has different dimensions, different string tensions, different tuning. So also a whole different way of approach so combining the fingerstyle techniques of the guitar and my new approach to the ukulele as instrument was a really new and cool and open way of dis yeah, discovering slash rediscovering that instrument for me. Um, so I can also safely say that Song of Jung was my main inspiration throughout the whole process. After that, then I was 17, 18, then I started to take singing classes. I think I did that for two years, not anymore now, but I also wanted to really broaden all my horizons as a musician. And then I started making YouTube videos and then it kind of took off. I just uh, started with, um, yeah, you have to start somewhere. So I just sat on this bar stool with a camera in front of me and then I just filmed and put one take, tons of mistakes, I posted it online. And then I just, I remember being super excited when I got like a, like a like on the video or a watch or something without me even it wasn't me so then i thought oh my god it's somebody's actually watching this and <laughs> i actually wanted to just share all of my musical endeavors also for me so my youtube channel was kind of a catalog or database for me that when i grew up i can see how it went so i will never 
delete those um, low quality videos at the beginning. Like I will never, it also kind of embarges that um, journey for me. Mm. And uh, then I opened up my Instagram account and I started making videos over there. That was in January, 2017 or yeah. Okay. So, so this January actually it's exists for four years. I think my YouTube wow. channel exists for five years. Um, and I still keep loving to do it, but I would not have imagined that a lot of, so many people would actually, um, tune in and that I would at some point, which is happening right now, which has been happening over the last year that I could teach fingerstyle ukulele. So that's just something that I could not have imagined. Um, so yeah. And then the last thing about my musical journey is that I now focus mm -hmm. on making songs myself, uh, like in the genres, like R&B, lo-fi, disco, that really kind of attracts my attention. Um, nice. So, yeah, that's... That's really interesting. So there's a lot of people really want to get into fingerstyle. And as much as uh, playing the ukulele could just be as simple as C, A minor, F, and G, uh, there's a lot more that's, that goes behind fingerstyle playing. Um, and... We had this question to you, Natasha, like, although you mm -hmm. said Sunga Chung was your biggest inspiration. Um, fingerstyle is not the easiest thing to play. It combines a lot of different techniques, right? Um, so what kept you going on that front? And why did you not give up? Like, what is that one thing which kind of kept you going? Um, to summarize it in one word, my passion, I think. So I've been extremely passionate for music for as far as I can remember. And uh, even though it's not the easiest industry I know, but I want to become a successful musician and pursue it one day full time. So that has kept me driving. So when I started making the YouTube channel, um, mm -hmm. actually I thought, okay, then I had like, I tend not to look at those the numbers or subscriber count. I tend to look at the output that I give. That also really helps because it can be a bit, yeah, if you look at measure success or your own development by numbers, then it's not, that wouldn't be the right way. So that is my yeah. first advice not to look at that because that could harm the motivation to get you going in the long term. It's really measured by doing the best you can do. And um, what got me going is really that, that my end goal, and it has been the end goal since I was 15 since I was 18, 23, it will be when I'm 28, 38. So that's just, it fuels me. So I don't see another option than, than to just try my best um, and just do whatever, whatever I can do because it would be a pity, I guess, for me to live my life and not have maximized that at the fullest extent, especially when I'm so passionate about it and that fingers like ukulele and uh, that kind of stuff um, seems to add value for so many people Absolutely. so that is my main driv uh, driving thing to also um, prove to myself kind of that i'm always going to try my best so wow. yeah to summarize it passion lovely passion passion <laughs> um i guess we have had a word on this uh, as well about the thing that not to focus on numbers but to enjoy the process and enjoy the journey along the way, because if you keep focusing on the uh, you know numbers or if you keep measuring that thing, 
then it becomes quite demotivating at a point so that's that's really important to just keep working and keep going and not to think about rest of the factors mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah. what what really inspired you to you know pick ukulele like there uh, are the other instruments yeah. even though you yeah. said guitar but why the ukulele well what i like about the ukulele um that much is that um first of all it's really portable so you can just take it wherever you want and i really like that not a lot was discovered about it so sunga jung making those videos and uh, there's also another a uh, musician Jake Shima Bokuro you probably heard of him yeah yeah exactly yeah, of course the legend um uh, he also kind of show uh, shed a new light on the instrument so that was also a very motivational and challenging thing for me i wanted to do the same and um yeah i don't know i like the vibe that it has so nobody can get unhappy when somebody brought a ukulele to a group session or uh exactly. and it for me yeah and for me it also um yeah it was a challenge it's a challenge like a new innovative thing and it's gaining popularity and it's just a really fun instrument um and also trying to make or um see the boundaries of the instrument and kind of trying to expand that that's something that really motivated me and if i want to become a successful musician i thought to myself i should be able to do that and um yeah the reason that it was ukulele and not piano um or something else i knew it was going to be string instruments so string instruments got my got my heart um but ukulele kind of because there's in the netherlands not so much known about it that's even why i wanted to do it more uh even more why i wanted to do it so wow yeah hey, interesting it uh, so so if someone else gave you another instrument you're good to say no Well, I would no, love to try it. Like if yeah, if somebody would give me like a tuba or saxophone, like sure. <laughs> would be wow. my one, but sure. So what are the other instruments that you play? Um, yeah, okay. I is singing an instrument? Does that count? Okay, let's just call that um yeah, it's it's part of music. So <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, singing, guitar, um ukulele. I play bass ukulele as well. Uh, oh, I try nice. bass guitar. Um piano not so much i would rather say keyboard cuz a pianist wouldn't say that i play piano um kalimba i play um yeah that's that's about it and then electric guitar but that's more like a subsection of guitar um, mm-hmm. yeah those are my the things i play so far nice very interesting indeed can you just let us through your process of you know making ukulele finger style arrangements and at yeah. the same time uh process of you know composing your own songs because you have already released two singles i believe yeah mm-hmm. so uh just let us through the process of both sure uh i'll start with the ukulele fingerstyle process first because i do believe mm-hmm. that those are two separate processes mm-hmm. like yeah. at least i registered like that yeah. so right. as for making ukulele arrangements um it's also a lot of watching like consuming content like seeing how other people do it just so what i did is i watched a lot of arrangements and f- focused on what people put their emphasis on when they arrange something themselves for example there are fingerstyle guitarists like um andrew foy yeah so much young obviously 
-hmm. Kotaro Oshio, um, and even more, like, it, it goes on. Um, and I just watched their videos and saw what do they put the emphasis on. So then um, I also kind of made notes and made a little note, like, okay, what do people focus on? They focus on bass notes, like bass notes are the structure, drums and bass notes are the structure of a song. So a band cannot go without a bass player, without a drummer. So that's what I kind of put my emphasis on. And what I love about fingerstyle ukulele and guitar playing is that you can put the percussion in your playing. So that's one. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to add the bass notes. Okay, so then how you, do you find the bass notes? When I start an arrangement, I just pick a song that I like. So it's really diverse what's on my channel. I have um, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, that kind of stuff. It, it goes down also <laughs> just the way you are. That was one of the first ones actually. And um, mm -hmm. it actually, the list goes on in the musical taste. So then I pick a song, then I actually search what key it is in, because that's really important for the bass notes. Then I browse uh, several versions of how people play chords to it. And those chords kind of indicate what kind of bass note there is. So if uh, you use a D major chord, you know, okay, you have to use D notes somewhere, like it has to be the bass. Then I use those bass notes. That's going to be the base of my whole arrangement. Mm -hmm. I do not um, use a lot of music theory in this sense. I think throughout the years of practicing and um, training in musical hearing, I hear when, like I compose everything by ear. Um, so I hear when it's right. So what I do mm -hmm. with the bass notes, I play, I figure out the melody. So then I just play until I hear the melody. Then I try to combine it with the bass mm -hmm. note. And then to make it interesting, I kind of transpose the bass note on several places. So instead of a C on the, um, to put it in layman's terms, on the very left side of your fretboard, can also be a C on the 12th fret of the fretboard, but that's like an octave higher C. In that sense, it works. Um, mm -hmm. So it's really basic music theory. Then the third note of the bass note and the fifth note, they always work. So yeah. I use those notes as well. Um, so that sounds a bit like a structural pl plan, but it goes a lot by feeling and mm. the speed in this kind of sense comes gradually. So first it took me weeks to make one arrangement and because I've done it so many times, now it takes a couple of hours. I think my fastest record was of We Don't Talk Anymore by Charlie Puth. I think I made that in 30 minutes, but then wow. you also need, but then you also need the practicing part, like getting it right and then recording, shooting, but um so that's something i would advise look at the drums and the bass notes but also listen to your feeling and uh, look up a lot of things arrangements as they are see what kind of what the focus is on those places mm -hmm. videos for my own music that is 100 percent a feeling thing so i discovered for the last two three years since i've gave given my singing voice more of a the voice that I really love songwriting. So I know which genres interest me. I know I've been to a lot of concerts, festivals, things that kind of also broaden my perspective in that kind of sense. Mm -hmm. And that songwriting also happens for me really fast. Um, what I do is I listen to a beat. Last, uh, last few times I've DM'd producers that really uh, stood out to me. And okay. then I just pitched my idea, like this is what I want to do. I have a long reference track. And those are my inspirations. Um, nice. I play the beat, then I hum to it. And um, 
then suddenly song kind of pops up. So that's really more of an intuitive feel uh, and less than the whole preparation you have for a music ukulele finish arrangement. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Uh, so one question over here is, mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people will also be asking because the ukulele is such an instrument that not a lot of people actually get into music theory or mm -hmm. learning music for the ukulele because a lot of people just want to take the ukulele and start strumming it like within the within two days or three days and mm -hmm. uh, lucky for everyone the ukulele is an instrument which you can actually uh, start doing that uh, but coming back to how you structure uh, your fingerstyle methods and your songwriting now in uh, when you do your song you said that it's a hundred percent feeling yeah but now you as a musician are able to say that because you do have some knowledge of music theory so how about you take us through the importance of knowing some music theory do you think it is important to know at least a little bit or do you think people can just get away with probably c a minor f g and one capo What's your take on it? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, mm -hmm. Might come as a bit of a surprise, but I know very little of music theory to the extent that I don't really read notes. So I do know how, like, how it's structured and how it works, but I don't never read notes when I play. Um, mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I do believe that it's important to know um, which notes there exist. So then, from C, like A, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, um, mm -hmm. and also to know half tones and whole tones so for guitar i do think that it's more prominent to learn music theory because of skills the skills exist mm -hmm. on ukulele as well but on the ukulele like you just said um a lot of people who pick it up are not looking to learn about a lot of music theory just they just want it to sound well and i do yeah. believe that the ukulele is a really accessible instrument for that as well because you don't really need to know a lot of music theory in order to played well right. and i can say that because i've been doing this for so long and i know not a not a lot it's not the most important thing um, absolutely yeah yeah sounds good i mean that's a very important aspect because just like uh, how you said you don't know a lot of music theory um mm -hmm. i come from a same headspace and i i would say i'm 100 percent or 200 percent feeling uh, I, I write mm -hmm. my music through the fields and I'm someone who has been just listening to uh, people and just aping it out. So my uh, attempt on any instrument or, okay, let's come back to the ukulele. On the ukulele remains that I do have two or three favorite uh, shapes. Like for example, if you start making a C shape, like I go with the uh, shape method. So if I know this works i know the next shape is this the next shape is this and the next shape is another uh so if i put that anywhere on the ukulele i know that that song is 100 percent going to play does that work for you too like is it something which you use 100 percent, i do um so like you also said that some shapes are more familiar to you and some shapes feel more comfortable to you as well um, so I have that as well. I have a few shapes that I always go. Those are like my base as well. I couldn't do it without those. Um, so in ukulele, you have, 
I don't know if you've ever heard of the caged me method. Okay, so caged chords are um, actually the abbreviation stands for all the chords so, um, in it. So C A G E D, and the G E chord can also be read as an F chord. So these chords altogether, the major versions and the minor versions, are the most important chords for ukulele to start with. If you master those chords, you can play a lot of songs at once. And it's also a very good way to kind of train your basic skills, which you can then extend further. So those chords, the gauged chords, are for me the most, they sit more comf most comfortable. And like you also said, uh, Glass, and that I, to transpose them uh, further on ukulele, they totally work. So yeah. I go with that. I also love bar chords a lot, like the yeah. shape of bar chords. It makes it sound a bit more magical, especially when you play it up higher. But I do believe that uh, gauge chords for me work the best in the beginning. Wow. For sure. Yeah. Nice. Sally, what do you do to kind of make this happen? So if you have to kind of um, structure a song, uh, you are teaching people. All mm -hmm. right. Both of us kind of also perform more than teaching. Natasha has, has been teaching. I also teach in a different way, but. Uh, Coming back to you, you have a different style of teaching. So if you have to structure this, is mm -hmm. this a similar pattern to what Natasha does? Or do you have a little different uh, pattern? Because every way uh, of kind of putting it out there is definitely going to help someone out there. So how about you take us through a little bit of your side of uh, structuring the song? Yes, definitely. Uh, mine is way too, uh, you know, structured because I, uh, I like to explore and learn things. Uh, also, I have been in a formal training of music. So, you have to follow certain things to uh, get a certain output. You know, mm -hmm. it's just structurized in my mind. So what I do whenever I'm preparing a certain song, I just pick up a song, I find a key of that song, I find the chords come under that scale, and then I try to sort of uh, match those chords with the song, with the melody of the song, with ear training, and that's the entire process I go through. Uh, when it comes to fingerstyle, as I'm getting into fingerstyle right now, I just try to, uh, you know, see as many uh, educators out there as I can and what their mm -hmm. method of teaching is or how they are uh, teaching or how they are playing and what kind of takeaways I can get from that and I can incorporate into the things I'm learning. So yeah. that's all about it. Yeah, because like uh, now we realize that the three of us have three different ways of doing it, but somewhere they kind of come together and make it happen because what people watch is the end product. Yeah. And uh, no yeah. one really knows what goes behind it. You never really know whether the three of us actually play ukuleles. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, but, but it's fun, you know. It's uh, this is just the three out of the several billion people out there, and we don't know how many people out there are actually playing music. Biggest question to you, Natasha: What's your take on you know you've lived all your life in, in the Netherlands, okay? But you say you also said that 
uh, you do have Indian music playing at your house. Uh, tell us about how that has influenced you as a person. And does that show up in your songwriting, in your way of playing the ukulele? Do you have mm -hmm. an Indian influence? Okay, that's okay. Um, well, the Indian influence um, for sure. So it kind of, I'm always very kind of loyal to my roots. So despite the fact that I grew up in the Netherlands and I was born and raised here, I always mm -hmm. really want to maintain that connection with India. So um, yeah, when I'm at home, my parents are very, they know Dutch like fluently. They speak Bengali and Hindi fluently. So um, when I'm at home, there's always going to be a Bengali song or movie or some soap series playing. And wow. uh, my mother, she used to play the harmonium. Um, wow. So that's a thing for Bengali woman, women. The singing glasses they take with the harmonium and then they teach it with ear training to each other. So my mother can sing really well as well. She knows scales. Um, mm -hmm. So that really did influence me to pick up singing in the first place. So I would say that my mother was an influence in that and the harmonium and the way uh, scales are set in Indian music was also really, um, yeah, it was eye opening for me because the whole Sarigama Pa. Yeah. Um, do you know that show, uh, that singing show? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that I used to watch a lot. So then I knew with my mother. So because of that, I knew a lot of Indian music. And that did influence me in a way that, uh, well, my mother, first of all, she always says, wants me to play uh, Hindi songs and ukulele. So that's those are projects still running because I need to find uh -huh. like a proper way to place that. But it's certainly work in progress. Um, wow. It offered me a new perspective on music. Um, so for sure it did influence it, but mm -hmm. actually playing Indian songs and ukulele is something that's also highly requested by a lot of people that I teach or on the socials. So that is something that I will look into. So then you will see that influence a bit more, uh, clearly. All right, guys. So Natasha yeah. has said it that you're going to have some, uh, Indian stuff coming out. So definitely go and check her socials out. Uh, we'll definitely be putting them out in the description. Uh, but yeah, coming back to uh, this, we're so happy that you say uh, that the Indian influence uh, or the roots are never really going to stay away from you. And they kind of what make you as a musician, as a person uh, altogether. Do you mm -hmm. have any other Indians uh, in the Netherlands who also you know, you try to jam along with or trying to make some kind of Indian music, be it Bollywood, be it Karnatic, Hindustani, so many different styles of Indian music. Yeah. Uh, do you have friends along who you try to jam up with and make something out? Um, well, I do know a lot of friends of mine do play music and okay. uh, different things, also different instruments. Um, and for wow. me, that's also new. So for example, you know, somebody who plays the piano and then the saxophone. But mm -hmm. as for Indian people, I don't know that many Indian people who make uh, that music, that kind of music. So I don't know um, a tabla player or a sitar player. I really wanted to play the sitar, but it's really mm -hmm. hard getting those classes in here. So that's right. that's a bit of a pity. I wish that would happen a bit more to really get those influences uh, to put it into practice. So yeah. I think that my family is the biggest uh, like gateway to playing, practicing, listening to Indian music. Uh, so far. That was one of the things we wanted to ask you, which is, mm -hmm. um, does anyone else in your family also 
blues and music but we're so glad you told us uh, your mother uh, has been kind of taking the tradition of every bengali woman or every bengali mother who will yeah. always train their child in music and very interesting to know that they would do it by ear training uh, yeah so this is uh, pretty much all those serious questions we've had for narasha and mm, i'm sure that uh, there's a lot more to explore but uh, we've got a couple of other questions to ask narasha as well what would you be if you are a musician so that's a good one um like if everything is possible and like everything is feasible like if i could do anything yes yes besides okay. music okay <laughs> uh, so this is not my direction at all when i was mm-hmm. younger i always wanted uh, to be an astronaut and a sea biologist so wow those are two things not that i would that i'm into biology right now but i think that something like that i would have explored i might uh, have gone and opened my own coffee shop um wow. like a cafe um i think i would have always explored my entrepreneurial self but then um not the music aspect of it but then maybe something else nice. i think that if there is one song which defines you what would you play what would that song one be? song that defines okay. you um it would be the song uh, fantasy by alina baras uh, nice she what's it about my main inspiration well it's i really love the words she uses in the song so it's like really ethereal um she look it up it's like very um how do you say that smooth and dreamy and synthy and like um it's about love it's about getting like a getaway with somebody else and then nice. the singer says that she wants to be that uh it's really cool that song would define also what i would love to make someday awesome <clears throat> who would you like to collaborate with this is like getting you know <laughs> <laughs> who i would like to collaborate with yeah. like in mm-hmm. in music mm-hmm. yeah definitely uh, yeah i think alina baras to come uh, again with that or uh, liana da havas i don't know if you know her okay no uh, F- fkj these are just artists that i listen to a lot i would love to if i could have a studio session with any of these people that would be a dream come true nice yeah. wow super um what are your plans like going ahead with your musical journey is there any set of certain things you have thought like now you are going to release your third single in 12th of the yes. year yeah and true yeah. um yeah my plans are is to release a lot of music on my own so aside for fingers that ukulele i will continue this year uh is actually the kick off of my ukulele tutorials so that's going to be leading i just wanted to mm-hmm. give back i've made so many arrangements that i want to also teach that kind of stuff i want to teach people as for my own music yes my single hold me is coming out on february 12th so i'm just Super going to excited for that drop that yeah. out there and um at the end of this month like in the beginning of march there will be another song and then in end of march another song so i'm planning ahead collaborating with a lot of producers um there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline um so nice. that's really nice um yeah so that's going to be my plan i think focusing on my own music making that as well as giving ukulele tutorials love i'm sure it's going to be absolutely amazing i mean at 23 you've got such amazing plans and um, we're kind of wondering uh, how we're going to take things ahead because as much as we want to do things 
time definitely plays an important role and you yeah. are definitely making the best of your time and we're super 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 happy to hear that you've got so many things loads uh, loads of things coming up ahead and that's going to be a treat for so many for people who want to learn you've got you ukulele tutorials and for people who just want to enjoy music there's music of course and that's going to be in yeah. different genres um, as we also mentioned before uh mm -hmm. hold me is going to be what genre if i may ask uh, it's going to be r&b so alternative r&b r&b kind of uh, yeah so that's going to be the kickoff i've also rediscovered my love for that genre as well so uh yeah that's going to be central nice for sure yeah. okay tell us one thing that keeps you focused um besides passion um, mm -hmm. do you have something which you you know want to really achieve and that's what you want to work towards or is it just passion which drives you and um you want to do the best you can do today or like what's it like for you what drives yeah, you yeah so so what you guys also mentioned before is that it's really important to focus on the journey of things and not like the goal so it's not that i'm not satisfied until that goal is reached i think working mm -hmm. towards the goal is the most fun thing ever because once you actually get it you know it's only a moment and that will feel like super cool but it's it, it's important to love every part of it so what keeps me going yeah. is seeing the development of growth and um adding value to as many people as possible making getting messages um of people saying that i inspired them to do things or i motivated them that's the biggest thing. that's such a huge gift so that keeps yeah. me going as well adding value and connecting with a lot of people globally um i really love that as well that i know that at some places where i would go now if i would take a flight there that i know that i can hit a few people up that's such a cool way of connecting around the globe through music so that's also music. something that really drives me the fun fact is that uh, as much as three of us are definitely talking on this podcast podcast show uh, it's funny that sally and i have just met once and get to meet <laughs> natasha so obviously when she comes down over here you can definitely you know you know where who you should call uh, so yeah, that yeah i would thing. love that yeah. it's it's so amazing uh, we also got to learn that uh, sally this is not just our first uh, guest on the show but this is natasha's first interview slash oh. podcast oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it is the first episode absolutely i hope you're enjoying this tell us one uh, crazy habit uh, of yours which you think absolutely um makes you go like atasha what are you doing but, but that's something which keeps you going all right you know like you do that all the time tell us one crazy to habit be of yours Does it have to be music related, or can no. be anything? If it okay. is music related, it, I mean, it's cool either way. Okay, what I'm going to name is not music related at all, so that's why I'm asking. Okay. Um, okay. I make a lot of puns, so I love wordplay. I love lyricism. I love poetry. But when there is a chance to make like a pun, I will take that chance. So also with my friends or something, I'm known as the person who loves to. Fuse words to make it like another word, and some people hear like a pun, and then they laugh at it, and it's like, "Ah, hi, cool that she came up with that." But I would actually laugh a lot. So uh, I think my habit of making puns on the spot would be something I do a lot. Yeah. Wow, 
really really dressing see it's it's like we have a life out of music so it's always cool to do other things um First. both of us also happy in doing a couple of other things and it's absolutely amazing big thanks to uh, the ukulele that has brought us all together and uh, yeah. the internet and the world yes. for blessing us with such amazing technology that we we're talking from miles away kilometers away and uh, we're all on a journey to make people smile this is our attempt so we're super super happy that all of you have showered your love towards uh, us and this is going to get better this is mind you just a start in netherlands uh, this is going to blow up and natasha is going to be one of the biggest uh, artists over there <laughs> Uh, that's something we definitely know and whenever you come to india you should know natasha that you have a lot of people who will be definitely waiting for you and we will make sure that uh, we do our best to you know kind of spread the word and stuff like that so yeah you're always welcome back that's amazing to hear thank you so much i'm like i'm super humbled to hear that and uh, it's nice to know that like you said ukulele brought us all together and it's also from my perspective really nice to know your kind of perspectives on it on yeah. music on ukulele but also as people um yeah so thank you so much for just saying that explicitly it means a lot absolutely before we close i would mm -hmm. just like to ask you if you would like to give one advice to our listeners and for anyone who wants to follow the path you have taken um if there's one piece of advice that i could give is yeah. to not compare yourself with other people because that is something that a lot of people do out of like intuition like when you do something you want to see around you like how is everyone doing but every one's journey is their own so there's not really a tutorial as to how your journey is going to play out you are the person who kind of drives that like you decide how that journey is going to play out so that would be my main advice to yeah not look at how other people are uh, doing things just look at yourself and believe superb that was absolutely inspiring uh adasha uh Thank i'm you. sure that a lot of people are, are who are listening to this podcast are going to take away a lot and i'm sure that these are not everything that we could have got from natasha today uh we've had a little uh we've had less time and there's a lot more to explore so definitely 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 go and check out natasha gosh music yeah. um check out both the singles which have already been released this episode is out on the on the 1st of february 2021 and on 12th of february she's got her next single out which is hold me so definitely go share some love definitely so you can now uh, follow us on instagram the handle is @dreetdukpod and uh, you can also hit us on the gmail if you have any questions or if you want us to discuss any topics on the show so uh, the id is theukpod@gmail.com t h e u k e p o d@gmail.com that's all about it thank you so much for joining us thank you natasha for yes. uh, joining us in the podcast we really enjoyed having you Same. and uh, we are looking forward to have you uh, again sure i would love that <laughs> so yeah thank you so much for your time all right thank Not you so much guys uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode to give us a like 
uh, follow us on Instagram. All our shows, socials are going to be there in the description once again. So once again, thank you from all of us. Bye bye and keep strumming.